Good morning, Village Church East. It is, oh good, this is a responsive crowd. I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to worry about uh, not hearing anything after I said that. Uh, well, I'm grateful to be here with you. So I am the next-gen pastor at uh, Village Church of Bartlett, as uh, Kathy said, and uh, it's a pleasure for me to be here. I, uh, I was hoping to have gotten here earlier, but uh, things just didn't work out for that to happen. It's, uh, it's fun trying to run a children's ministry. Just ask Catalina. It's, very, it's a very exciting thing. So, um, <clears throat> Well, I, uh, I have the joy of uh, sharing God's Word with you this morning. We're actually, so last two weeks, uh, you guys did a, a giving series. So you, you, uh, uh, Michael came here and he talked to you uh, about tithing and about generosity. And then last week, Pastor Tim came and spoke about serving. And actually this week, we're going to be wrapping up our series on Daniel. So Pastor Craig has been working with you guys through the book of Daniel. And today we are coming to the end of that series. So if you could, if you have Bibles with you this morning, turn to Daniel chapter 12. That's where we'll be. And um, as these sort of prophetic passages, these last three chapters, 10, 11, and 12, uh, sort of unfold, what we see is that uh, these later passages, they sort of explain and unravel more on what was written earlier. So chapter 10, you have sort of a prelude. And then chapter 11, you really have the meat of Daniel's prophecy. And then 12 is more of a postlude or, or, or really an end game. And that's uh, how we'll be looking at this today. Before we get there, though, I have a question. How many people in this room have ever heard the phrase, the end is near? The end, oh, yeah, tons of people have heard the phrase, the end is near. Uh, and it's so interesting. As I say that, you probably have some picture in your head that pops up. Maybe, uh, maybe you have people uh, holding picket signs. Maybe it's something like this. This is my favorite picture. Uh, uh, a very, uh, it just instills the right amount of panic in you, right? This, this warning right here that the end is near. Uh, because this is what we do, right? We have the, there's baggage with this phrase because uh, we, we can imagine people picketing with signs. Or maybe you grew up in a church where People had prophecy charts all over the place, and they had it plotted out, like what, what points in history fulfilled certain biblical prophecies, and, and they're, they're trying to predict the date that, that Jesus is going to come back and the world is going to end. And then we do have people who, who give us those dates, right? And then, uh, then the day comes, and uh, then they were like, well, I guess I was wrong. I think it's this date, this other date that's further off in the future. You know, there's more and more uh, issues with this whole the end is near concept, and uh, the baggage and, and the jokes that we like to make, all of that, uh, unfortunately, what it does to us is it desensitizes us to the reality that God actually speaks to us and tells us that there is an end point of history. God's, God in his word conveys to us that, that history is actually heading towards an end point. He has an end game in mind. And so, um, so what I want to do today is, first of all, sort of deconstruct that, that cultural baggage and, and throw it away because uh, we don't want to be desensitized to this reality. This is something that God is bringing about. So Daniel 12 really brings us into focus on the end game. Now, Daniel 11 and 12 together, um, they sort of have a, a, a line of prophecy that they're following in Israel's history, but Daniel 12 takes us forward in time all the way to God's end game. And, wh and what it tells us is that the, the end is coming. It will 
arrive, even though we may think because of all the cultural baggage that it will never come. But it's a promise from God, and what we know from Scripture is that God always keeps his promises. So what we see throughout history is that history actually happens in a series of rhythms, and we see these rhythms play out throughout the Bible. Now, rhythms will continue on until the final rhythm. So as rhythms play through, there's, there's sort of a final rhythm. Let me explain how these rhythms work. First, you have signs that come about, and signs are, are kind of just wickedness growing on earth. As you observe earth, uh, Jesus talked about these signs, wars, rumors of wars, things are happening on earth that, that tell us that wickedness is growing. And then a leader arises, or a group of leaders come about. And then after that, you have oppression, where, where people who are faithfully following the one true God, they experience some sort of persecution, some sort of oppression, and then there's this experience of helplessness. Of, of, of the feeling that there's nothing that can be done, that, that uh, wickedness has won the day, but after that we have apostasy. So not only has wickedness won the day, but you have now churches, uh, people who appear to be faithful to God, faithful to the name of Jesus Christ, turning away from him because the culture has become too strong, because the, the sway has, has pulled them away from faithfulness to Christ. So apostasy happens, but salvation then comes. God rescues his people. The church rises up. The church is purified. And ultimately, God, God's kingdom, it grows and it prospers. But this is what we see. With each new rhythm throughout history, as we just watch these rhythms happen, they intensify. The, the, the one that comes next is always worse than the one that was before. And, and we can observe this throughout history. As we even look within the last 100 years, there have been more uh, Christians persecuted in the last 100 years, killed for their faith in the last 100 years than there have been in the rest of history combined. And so we can observe throughout history the increase in intensity of these rhythms. And our text today really takes us to last, the final and the most intense rhythm that will be to come. So here we are in Daniel 12. Verse 1 says this, At that time shall arise Michael, the great prince who has charge over your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never been since there was a nation till that time. But at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. So the first question that we have to answer is what time are we talking about? And there are really a couple of options here. First of all, if we continue from Daniel 11, if we look at the prophecies of Daniel 11, and I know you guys haven't covered that, but if we just look at the prophecies of Daniel 11, what it indicates to us is that Daniel is talking about a leader that was going to come after him, a Greek leader, and his name is Antiochus Epiphanes. And you guys have heard a little bit about Antiochus from Craig. And so the question is, are we only talking about Antiochus or are we talking about some other time that is completely yet to come, that's going to be way off into the future? So if Daniel 12 is really continuing the thoughts from Daniel 11, that well, the details that, that Daniel lays out in chapter 11 are focusing on this character of Antiochus Epiphanes. And he is one of the worst, the most deplorable rulers in all of history. You see, he felt threatened in his power. And as he felt threatened in his power, he actually took that threat out on the Jewish people. 
Daniel uh, 11.31 says this. It says, Forces from him shall appear and profane the temple and fortress and shall